welcome to this episode of the Panenka View podcast. We are on episode 62 and it is the Serie A review of match day 27. Now I know that Atlanta and Inter played an extra game because they had a game in hand if you remember. As always let us get to the business and introduce our guest once again joining us on the podcast Ajay Menon from AS Roma India. Ajay how are you doing? Thank you for calling in uh, Prasad. Doing very good, especially after a Roma win. Nothing, nothing cheers me up, and I'm sure you know uh, it cheers everyone up when your club goes and uh, wins after such a long time. Definitely, three months after everything was halted, and you, we never knew what was going to happen. And that's where we go into straight. We go into Roma versus Sampdoria, two extremely wonderful volleys from Edin Dzeko with both feet. and uh, you know there's so much to talk about also claudio ranieri making a return as you said in the preview episode if you remember um mm-hmm. talk us uh, through that game also a goal being ruled out um, an emotional roller coaster i should say absolutely uh, you know uh, we started off uh, quite quite uh, slowly because obviously the players were rusty from uh, uh, such a long break and uh, we start but although you know we we started off with uh, uh early domination to possession and it was a amadou diabara mistake that led to the first mm. goal uh, of the game where gabi adini pounced on uh, that mistake i remember sampdoria had already played a game uh, before this so you know they were relatively much more agile and a little more sharp i should say um and yeah as, as you mentioned before um, there was a goal that was ruled out uh, where to score the goal a long range duty but the build up, uh, there was a handball but I really don't see, you know, how Carles Perez could have avoided that because he was so close to, uh, you know, so close to Yoshida who cleared the ball and mm. he had literally he, his hand was in a in the natural position attached to his shoulder. So yeah, yeah, it's quite weird. And, and uh, you know, VAR decisions, uh, handball decisions have not been very favorable for us this year. If you remember, in the Europa League uh, against Borussia Mönchengladbach, the ball hit Smalling. Space and the referee gave a penalty. Yeah, I do. So, I do remember. It was it was hard. It was a hard day. And even after when the VAR, even when technology is brought in to you know uh, yeah. stop these mistakes and they endorse them, it's it's totally out of your hands. But what an exceptional win! An exceptional win! And let's talk about this man who's uh, leading the attack from the front, uh, Edin Dzeko. Two wonderful volleys. I uh, watched those. videos 10 to 15 times i should say not before the podcast but after the game and uh, describe his impact on the game uh, it, was, it was massive uh, he's our captain now he's a club captain now since uh, florenzi has left uh, for valencia on loan uh, and he's taken up the mantle um, he's not uh, you know the the rossi like leader he's not aggressive you know and neither is he rossi he's like somewhere in between and uh, i love the fact that he takes so much of responsibility him and kolarov uh, i think they are the players that um, you know get affected by uh, roma results the most uh, they are the senior players in the team now so uh, wonderful goals and uh, you know as you know edin has got a habit to score volleys he's been scoring some tremendous volleys and this one was uh, there were two volleys in this game one with his uh, left foot and one with his right foot so he is probably one of the most ambidextrous footballers out there and probably one of the most underrated forwards uh, in the modern era and uh, his tally now goes up to 104 goals for for the club uh, which when you look back during his first season after his first season where he only scored eight goals in the league uh, you would have never thought that 
uh, five years later, we would be talking about Edin Dzeko scoring over 100 goals for for Roma. So brilliant, fabulous impact. Brilliant. Also, also endorsing the the Wally point. We've seen a lot of spectaculars from him. I remember one at Stamford Bridge as well. That was an exceptional game. Uh, well, uh, three points to Roma. Uh, done and dusted. Uh, that's what you want uh, after. Uh, a long uh, halt in the game and the club coming back getting three points against the former boss but um, let's turn our attentions to uh, Atlanta and Inter and uh, that big that big game in the weekend Atlanta Lazio Lazio going 2-0 up in under 20 and Atlanta doing what Atlanta does coming back from the dead and absolutely turning things around what did you make of that game a brilliant game to watch. I mean, I just watched parts of it because I was watching uh, Roma Sampdoria. Um, I, I just wish it would have been at a different time so that I could soak in the entire 90 minutes of it. I had to record it and go back and watch the entire game again. But fabulous. What, what a character. It, it lived up to its billing. It was promised as uh, the game of the weekend uh, in, in Serie A. Yeah. It, it surely did. And uh, Lazio started really well. Uh, scoring two goals away from home, but um, Atalanta have have always come back from these deficits. I think they've recovered maximum points from losing positions, and they managed to overturn yet another deficit. And uh, yeah, that that actually cements the the spot for uh, fourth place. And uh, UA now have a four point advantage over last year. I thought yeah. it would be much closer when these two teams meet later in July, but. Um, with um, Atalanta handing a blow to Lazio, they they have to now recoup and uh, try again to close that gap that has now opened up um, with Juve. True, and you know you, there, there, there's still 11 match days to go uh, in that. But the next team that I'm going to talk about uh, had a change in fortune. I mean, I'm talking about Sassuolo who lost 4-1 to uh, Atlanta, but then came back to be a, to a draw against Inter. I mean, went 1-0 up. Then 2-1 down, then 2-2, and then uh, snatched that equalizer at the dead. Uh, Antonio Conte's men um, uh, having to shake off this draw, the much-needed two points. There are eight points of the top now. Um, what's in store for Inter as we go forward, Ajay? Yes, with, with this specific game, I would like to quote uh, uh, journalist James Von Castle, who tweeted that when it's Inter Sassuolo, all the rules, of the game go go out of the window. I mean, there is you don't know what to expect, and we've seen those games. We've seen Sassuolo surprised Inter earlier and beat them. We've seen Inter scoring seven against Sassuolo twice. So it's it's always uh, you know a crazy goal fest with a lot of unexpected uh, turn of events that actually takes place. And this game was testament to it because uh, Sassuolo started really well. They scored the first goal. Yeah. And I think they were a little unfortunate to go, uh, you know, 2-1 down uh, during half-time because they clearly had a, a better first half than Inter. But obviously, Inter have the quality, you know, those quality players that, that make the difference. And in the second half, all hell, uh, you know, broke loose because it was just such a topsy-turvy game. And, you know, in, in the context of it, a draw is a fair result. Although there was a uh, handball shot on Ashley Young, which... Which, if you now equate the Carlos Perez uh, handball and VR decision in the Roma Sam game, yeah, uh, you know that being given as a handball and Ashley Young escaping, uh, this is, is a clear uh, distortion on how VAR works. I mean, there is no uniformity in 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 uh, the video assistant refereeing. Mm. So mm. Uh, Inter got away with that one, but um, but yeah, cracker of a game and uh, a very very uh, I would say two points uh, drop for for Inter. 
because uh, you know Lazio had just lost uh, Lazio would go on to lose uh, to Atalanta later so uh, Inter lying in third place could have made up some ground on on uh, Lazio who are in second place but uh, at the moment it looks like Atalanta are going to catch them because if Inter keep on dropping points like this um, and Atalanta keep on uh, their winning run going uh, it looks like um, you know Inter would join uh, us and uh, Napoli and even maybe a Milan in, in contesting for that last and final Champions League uh, spot. Very true. It's fears that ever. Also, let me take this opportunity to mention that uh, Gilardini uh, miss Gagliardini oh miss, oh, and uh, oh. um, I think I I almost thought that was in. That was uh, uh, in, and you know that 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 thing could have proved uh, crucial in the end. But uh, it it uh, you have to look back on it, and uh, you know that's where the three points were denied. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you are on the group, right, with uh, the Serie fans, and the Inter fans couldn't believe it. Yeah. You know, in terms <laughs> of how, how, how can a professional footballer miss from, you know, that, uh, you know, from that range? But it happens. I mean, it's 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 all part and parcel. You mustn't forget that these guys are coming back after a long, long break. You know, so these kind of things happen. Um, it kind of sucks for Inter, but but that is what it is now. The game is done and that's it, and they must look ahead to uh, the remainder remainder of the fixture. Well, um, to, well and truly, uh, the other results of the top six, Napoli, uh, you know, uh, winning 2-0 away to Verona, Gattuso crowning off that uh, Coppa Italia win with another three points. And in the right direction, I should say, under him now, Napoli uh, tactically and mentally going in the right direction. Correct. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Verona are no walkovers. And they're, they're having a stellar season of, of theirs as well. I mean, they're, they're the top uh, 10. Uh, very few actually predicted that uh, Elas would you know, be here. Uh, they would have tipped Elas for a relegation battle. But they're having a good season under Juric. Um, and uh, this was this was a tight game as well. And uh, yeah, as you rightly mentioned, I think Gattuso has got that turned around that Napoli team quite well. And uh, in typical Gattuso fashion, they uh, you know grinded this result out actually. A 2-0 win... Uh, Good volumes for uh, Napoli team, and as I mentioned, now uh, looking behind Roma's shoulder, Napoli and Milan are catching up teams. Definitely, and Ajay, as we speak about all these teams, we have to speak about the league leaders, and not only the game, but a certain transfer activity that happened this week with Juventus. I mean, uh, Ganic <laughs> going the other way, Arthur coming to uh, Turin. Uh, what so, how what sort of a deal is that? How how good of a deal is that for the likes of the Juventus? It's, it's it's a good deal. I mean, uh, you know, you look at UA getting Arthur, who's younger, to Pjanic, you know, and uh, of course um, with with the midfield that they already have, you know, with the likes of uh, Rabio, Ramsey, uh, Matuidi, Matuidi might uh, stay or leave, but they already uh, have a strong midfield, uh, Bentancur as well. So Arthur fits in brilliantly, and um, I think it's a it's a major loss for Barca because uh, they've given the number eight shirt to Arthur, you know, after Iniesta, and yeah. they were tipping him to carry on his legacy. Yeah. Although to be fair to Miralem Pjanic, I really feel that uh, he's still in his prime. He's not quite old; he's just thirty. Um, obviously, as a Roma fan, I would have wanted him to go to Barca than Juve when he left Roma, <laughs> and. Um, more than Arthur actually fitting into UA system, uh, I think Pianish will immediately fit in to Barca style, mm. and um, I'm sure that I'm sure that he's going to complement their midfield and he's going to complement the forwards, uh, especially Leo Messi. 
I just hope that Mirillam gets uh, a lot more free kick opportunities in Barca than he gets in UAE because oh yeah, oh yeah, it's a shame that Ronaldo takes all these free kicks and he hasn't scored uh, a free kick for two years uh, in the league for UAE. Whereas Pjanic and Dybala have better records. Definitely, I was coming there, Rajay, and uh, I was going to mention a certain uh, tweet on Twitter, but uh, you got that point right. And Pjanic uh, surely does help a lot in those set piece situations as well. Also, before we uh, head to our preview of the big game this Sunday, which is Roma versus Milan, Milan pulling off a four-one win over Lecce. Now I know that. This question sounds weird, but when was the last time you remember Milan scoring four? I mean, even the Milan fans were talking about that. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. I mean, uh, in Italy they call it poker because you know they've scored four. It's been a while since Milan got that. Um, but but yeah, it's it's it's, it's quite um, refreshing to see them uh, play so well. Um, I think they were clearly the better side against uh, Lecce. Although in between, Lecce did try to. Uh, cause a little hiccup, but overall, I think Milan were quite free flowing in, in their football. And uh, yeah, uh, despite uh, the absence of Zlatan Ibrahimovic, uh, I think this is going to be a really tough game uh, for us because we are away from home and uh, Milan are uh, are in a good vein of form. So uh, it's, it's going to be a intense battle, and um, it looks like it's going to be high scoring because you know with the Roma defense being leaky and Milan's defense also not being uh, you know the the best. It looks like it's going to be an open game between uh, between us and them. Yeah. So the eleven game weeks to go, and we will be in on Wednesday, twenty eighth this weekend. Milan versus Roma, the highlight. Lazio are uh, facing Fiorentina. Uh, uh, some uh, you can say a chance to get back to winning ways after that hiccup at Atlanta. I don't hope so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have actually predicted that Lazio are going to bottle it. They are going to implode, which typically happens to them. And Fiorentina um, as well, who had a disappointing result against Brescia, but yeah. they, they weren't half as bad as uh, the result. Um, you know, okay, came out to be. But um, but yeah, they're, they're always a tricky team. And um, I, I personally, I hope that uh, you know, as a Romanista, Lazio implodes. <laughs> I I halfway through that question I remembered I was asking a Roma fan about Lazio. <laughs> that would be asking an Arsenal fan about Tottenham. How would they be? You know, if they improved. So <laughs> I get that totally. Also, um, Napoli and Spal should be three points for Napoli there, and uh, Atlanta travel away to Udinese. Yeah, uh, as we discussed even before the uh, uh, the season restarted. Um, look at the favorites winning the games, and I think game week, game week 27 was testament to it because you know the favorites actually uh, won won those games comfortably. So it'll be a while before you see an upset uh, upset happening in in Serie A, I should say. So so give it some time, and I'm sure that uh, you know in a couple of game weeks you'll have a couple of upsets happening. But until then, likes of uh, Napoli, even Juve at home against Lecce. Uh, yeah. Atalanta should, should all have uh, easy three points in the bag. Definitely. I mean, I am all uh, waiting for the games that are coming up in the Serie A. There are some very big games that are coming up in the Serie A, including the Juve Lazio game towards the end of July that could turn out to be the potential title decider. Uh, you never know. Like, as Ajay said, if they implode and Juve take that much needed uh, lead for seven points, ten points, that's what you have done for the past uh, eight years. So, um, Ajay, any final thoughts on the episode Match Day 27 as a whole? If we, if we missed out anything, good, good, good that football's back. Um, and you know, I, I really, really 
was hoping that football returns this season uh, after after all that we've been through. I think a special special compliment goes out to the people of Bergamo uh, who've suffered the most during the pandemic and. Uh, their 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 football team have given them so much of joy they're having their best season you know in existence so it was it was really good to see the that atalanta lazio game also obviously as a as a roma fan i'm not happy because atalanta could maintain the gap um, uh yeah. us, but then in terms of in terms of rivalry i'm happy that uh, you know lazio imploded the way that it <laughs> is and and yeah overall overall good to good to have football back and to have roma roma winning which uh, actually makes the next day really really good everything tastes better everything looks better you know you know what it is i'm sure because arsenal also beat southampton yesterday so much sure. needed much <laughs> needed and with no injuries uh, just a small one but not like the previous games and it's good to be back to getting three points uh, in the season it's always good when your team wins but when it doesn't you know what happens So um, Ajay, thank you so much for joining again and keeping this consistency in the Serie A episodes. Uh, this episode will be out soon. Keep your eyes and ears to this. You are going to love this. Also, uh, one last thing: Roma versus Milan. Milan versus Roma. I should say at the San Siro, big game from this weekend. We will be back after match day 28 with Ajay and with uh, the other Serie A guys if they want to uh, until then here's your host Prasad signing out with Ajay on this episode of the Panenka View podcast